right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Hi, everyone. Alexis Brooks here from Higher Journeys. So glad that you decided to join me today for what I'm calling another fantastic episode. Well, we know that uh, the D word, as I have often said, that being disclosure, is on the minds and the lips of so many more these days with this highly anticipated UAP task force report due sometime this month. So we're talking about it, obviously, and rightfully so, including here on this show. We've discussed it before. We've been talking a lot about the UFO subject, uh, particularly as it relates to disclosure these days uh, here on the show. But today I'm going to offer to you a slightly different perspective. We're, we're going to be talking about the subject, but more from an experiential standpoint. We're going to be doing it with my dear friend, who I know many of you love, and that's Mary Rodwell, ET contact researcher, uh, regression therapist extraordinaire, and a featured speaker for the upcoming first annual virtual contact in the desert. We're going to be talking about that as well. Mary, I know uh, and knew would have plenty to say uh, about her thoughts on what this is all about, what's really behind this forthcoming report, and of course the buzz that's surrounding uh, this report coming up here in June. Who's really behind it? What's really behind it? Is this somewhat of a psychological, uh, what I called impetus, to get us ready for something really mind-blowing? All these questions are on the table, and that's what we're going to be talking about today on Higher Journeys. Let's get right to the show with my guest, Mary Rodwell. Mary Rodwell, you and I have spent quite a few years, we've logged, I should say, quite a few years at this point talking about this and that and this and that, trying to change the world. (laughs) I'm being a bit facetious, journeyers, Uh, but trying to really parse all of the complexities of what's going on in this planet, not the least of which today as we sit here uh, in anticipation of this forthcoming UAP task force report. Now, I know you're in Australia, but everybody I think that's in this field, wherever you are in this little blue planet, are watching to see what is this all about? You and I talked about this a little bit. I want to spend a little bit of time on this. And by the way, welcome, Mary. Welcome back for the fifth, sixth, seventh time, maybe? something like that. Welcome. (laughs) Let's talk about disclosure. I've been trying to come up with another word, by the way, because it's just so cliche at this point. But whatever it is, for the sake of argument, we'll call it that, this anticipation of whatever this is that's on the horizon. I'm going to ask you, what are your thoughts about what this could be about initially? And then I want to get into the metaphysics of what may be going on right now. So let's start with that. On a surface level, what do you think this is all about on a 3D level first? My feeling is that they're being pushed, whatever the government's, my sense is that it's, um, I I feel in, in some real way, they're saying you've got to now own what's going on. Um, And I think there's, there is a, a big push with that. Some of it, I think, may be tied to what's actually happening on the planet, the chaos that I'm seeing on multiple levels. Um, I think this is also because I don't think they can hide it anymore. Um, the truth is that everyone around the globe virtually has got an iPhone are taking pictures of these 
UAPs. Um, more and more people are being activated um, by what they're seeing. And I think this is becoming a momentum where really it, it's it's the, the government trying to, I think, trying to control the process of this disclosure. And I suspect it will still be a fair dip, drip feed. In, in other words, I don't think they're going to go far enough by any means. But certainly, I think this is the start of them saying, look, you know, we're being transparent. But um, I think there's a momentum behind it that they're um, struggling to hide. Okay. You and I have talked about the possible real impetus as to, to what's going on. And again, it's anyone's guess. I, I, I said in a recent article, of which you were kind enough to quote for me, uh, but I was saying that even those who profess to be entrenched in this camp, we really don't know uh, the extent of this, what is, you know, bringing this momentum, what is, what is, you know, pushing this. Let's talk about the, the area, the elephant in the room, as I call it, that we certainly won't hear on the mainstream news. And that has to do with the invariable non-human intelligence aspect. Give us your thoughts on how much, what role they may be playing, if any. And we may be talking about the multiple species in the timing of what's going on right now. Are they pushing this? Do you feel some of them? I believe absolutely that's the case. And this is why the government really, I think, have little choice because too many people across the globe are beginning to own their experiences. The books that are coming out now of people's experiences. I mean, I talk to individuals with encounters and many of them are saying, I've been told I have to write my story. I have to write um, about what's going on with me. And we're talking about right across the spectrum from very unknowns to people with high credentials that are coming out the space closet, as I want to, you know, I'd like to call it. The bottom line is it's like um, there is a whole energy, a frequency now that is instigating, if you like, truth. And this is not just happening with the, the fact that we've got the UAPs that the government still wants to say they don't know um, really what they are yet. Um, which is such a joke for most of us as researchers knowing full well they know exactly what they are. Um, uh, they're not even going to the point, well, you know, what are, what, are, are, what are controlling these intelligences? And at the end of the day, that's what matters. It's not so much we've got this anomalous craft in the sky. What's behind that? And what's behind it is hundreds, and, and I've worked with thousands, but there are hundreds of thousands, of, I believe, of millions of people that are seeing these craft and having interactions with them. And I think it's going to be a bit like the hundredth monkey. You know, we're going to get where this has been um, marginalized and discredited for so, so long. But all of a sudden, it's almost like people are accepting that this is a reality. Now, you know, we're looking at the reality of too many credible people that are coming out with their experiences. And many of them are saying, that they've been in communication with these intelligences and it's time to now share their story. So there seems to be some real push from a multi-level of intelligence that we are to be made aware now of who and what we are. And this is children as well as adults that are saying the same thing. 
imagine if that's what's really happening and all whoever is listening to these mainstream headlines. I, I still feel that it's a relative few compared to those that are watching their entertainment television still uh, with far more enthusiasm, sadly. But imagine if that's what's really going on. I want to read a quote to you, Mary. There was a, an article that came out just today, I believe, in uh, the New York Daily News. Let me read this to you. The, the article says, or the headline is, is there anybody out there? Experts weigh in on UFO debate ahead of Pentagon report. Now, I found a few interesting quotes, but this one uh, sort of stood out to me. I want to read it to you and get your thoughts on it by uh, G. Scott Hubbard, who's a physicist, former director of NASA's Ames Research Center and director of NASA's Mars program. He says, quote, these phenomena appear to be genuinely unexplained, definitely not a grainy image from grandma's Kodak brownie box camera, and certainly not swamp gas, he says. Based on current reporting, the most important outcome of the report seems to be to move unidentified aerial phenomena from the wacky career limiting category where pilots and other professionals might be very reluctant to submit an ob observation over to the real but unexplained category end quote just your thoughts on that from coming from this individual and what camp he represents that's the frustrating thing is that they're so they're incredibly cautious about actually owning the possibility that we've been visited all through history by these intelligences. And it's frustrating from my perspective as a therapist, because I'm hearing these stories time and time again. And so many of those that have come to me have had really difficult times about being believed simply because we uh, have governments and a, a psychological model that won't accept anything other than your physical senses as, as part of a reality. And so we are still putting these uh, individuals that are having these experiences into hospitals or medicating them or just generally labeling them crazy and tin hat, the tin hat brigade simply because the governments won't take that next step and admit the truth. They know that we're being visited. They have met some of these intelligences. A lot of our technology is reverse engineered from these craft, but then you've opened it all up to the questions in terms of shaking the foundations of so much of what we believe is true of our reality from religion to anthropology, archeology, span right through to biological science. The whole thing is gonna be blown apart and I think the caution is, oh, my goodness, once we take that step, then everything else is going to come out and everything will change. And I think they're terrified at the consequences, the possible consequences of that. Do they realize that they're heading down this inevitable road of that kind of disclosure and they're just stalling? I get this feeling, Mary, that there are there's a faction of what we both like to call non-human intelligence. And I always say I believe that there is a spectrum when people say the aliens are this, the aliens are that. Well, what aliens are you talking about? What, what, what entities are you talking about here? Um, but one thing that I can't stop 
contemplating on is the idea that somehow, some way that there is a non-human influence that's really running this show, even though, even if the factions that we're sort of looking to, to give us disclosure, think they're running it, it's convoluted in a way of what's really going on. Could they even be unconsciously controlled? Well, the one thing that my research has indicated is that you have many different um, intelligences out there with different agendas, different modus operandi. And some of them I think are very benevolent and um, are very connected to us as a species because I believe we have probably their DNA. But we also, I think, have intelligences that are self-serving for want of a better word. And um, I think that they have had a huge influence on our civilizations, our culture, our belief systems, all throughout history. And I think that what's happening now is there seems to be a conflict, um, a real almost battle between the benevolent ones that want to help us shift into higher awareness and the ones that want to continue control the limited human consciousness that they have been able to do up to this point. But there is that now, this um, what appears to be a kind of activation um, of human consciousness where people are starting to become aware, not only of their multidimensional selves, but their connection to these more benevolent intelligences that are literally changing the way we perceive reality. And by that, I mean is that they are able to see the multidimensional nature of um, consciousness, of their own consciousness, which has been shut down by uh, over the centuries in a sense, especially in Western society, where they have tried to keep us into trapped in a materialistic understanding that only your five senses are credible and anything beyond that is not credible. And that has meant many people have been misunderstood, shut down and frightened um, because of that very fact. Now, more and more people are coming out of the space closet in the sense that we're seeing this as consciousness. And it's being validated more and more with research into consciousness in, in the terms of we're looking at out of body experiences, near death experiences, shamanic experiences, a whole range of experiences that are catapulting our consciousness into the multidimensional and gaining more and more traction as it does so. You said that you, I've heard you say, I should say that you believe that consciousness itself is being targeted, particularly when it comes to some of those with exceptional human abilities. Consciousness, we, we think of the war on humanity, war on things that are more tangible, but something as um, intangible but powerful as consciousness is being targeted. Expand on that idea a little bit more, if you would. Well, my understanding has has come from a therapeutic point of view, where I have been exposed to so many hundreds of individuals that are having experiences outside of the norm, and by that I mean people who are mediumistic, clairvoyant, clairsentient, for example. Um, you know, we call them the intuitives. They've had a really rough time um, in the last few, you know, centuries simply because 
a lot of that was shut down due to religious control and dogma saying it wasn't safe, that you were going to be taken over by demons. So they've been very, very, very cautious about um, owning they, that, that they had experiences. And we also had a mechanistic model of reality, a Cartesian model that says, unless you know you see it with your five um, experience it with your five senses, it isn't real. And that is the programming that has been so powerful, particularly in Western society. So that if you have experiences out of that, you don't talk about it, you, you don't share it. Um, and if you do, you're in fear of maybe I'm crazy. And you may even believe that you're crazy because you're programming in, in your education or psychological programming or your, even your religious programming is saying, this is not okay, this is not normal. You are, you are, um, you are on da in dangerous territory and what do we do? Anyone who has multidimensional experiences is then labeled um, mentally unwell and often uh, med, you know, given med, med, uh, sent either to a hospital or are given various uh, drugs to shut that down. So this has been one of the ways, certainly in Western society, we have been controlled because everything is about shutting down that side of ourselves, particularly in higher education, because everything again is left brain, mm -hmm. analytical logic, um, which is credible. Anything else that is woo woo, um, weird and um, tin hat brigade and whatever. And this is strong programming. We, we get it through everything that we do. As one nine-year-old told me many years ago, you go to school and they, sh they, um, they shut down your light, they edit your light. And she said, and then they just press the keys. Mm -hmm. You know, th th this is exactly what happens. The education is the, 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 the cell, the cell of the 3D where you are stuck in that box and heaven forbid that you step out of it. And that's been part of this deliberate control to stop you accessing your superconscious, your higher awareness, the part of you that accesses the, the quantum reality to that actually allows you access to the matrix and information. And what we've discovered is that DNA has the ability to access miniature wormholes into that information. Some call it the Akashic records or whatever, but it's also the, the, um, the place where we gain our intuition, our knowing, our sensing, our feeling that doesn't come from logic, doesn't come from an analysis. In fact, it's a completely different way of operating that we have shut down. The only ones that didn't do this are often the indigenous peoples mm -hmm. who still honor the shaman. And isn't it interesting that more and more people now are following the way of the shaman and, and, and you know, going with things like ayahuasca and what have you and other ways to access their multidimensional awareness or whatever. Isn't it interesting that the, the scientific remote viewing is being used by the military because they know it has integrity. They're using it and have done for years. People that have had, you know, going astral traveling, out of body experiences, more and more of this is now coming to be part of a general acceptance, but we still have that um, whole perception in mainstream that if you have an experience that isn't something you can consciously recall, 
that it isn't valid. When in fact, you know, in it in hypnosis, which is something I use all the time, Dr. John Mack, professor of psychiatry at Harvard University, all those years ago, and sadly not with us, said that he believes information through hypnosis actually is more accurate than conscious recall because the subconscious does not edit out what it thinks is either acceptable or credible. It's actually recording the true event, even though it may challenge our 3D reality. Interesting. You should bring that up. I'm looking at the laundry list of incredible uh, presentations, both workshops and lectures that you'll be giving at the upcoming first annual virtual contact in the desert, one of which is a lecture entitled Multidimensional Contact, the New Human and Hybrids, a workshop demystifying hypnosis in abduction cases. When you mentioned John Mack, he's somewhat synonymous with that, empowering demonstrations and what we can learn from them. Mary, I want to take a quick break uh, because I know we have a few things to cover on the back end. But speaking of contact in the desert, stay tuned, y'all. This is going to be incredible. Get all the details during this break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation of this big, getting even bigger story of disclosure, this elusive phenomenon, broadly we call the ET UFO phenomenon, with my dear friend, Mary Rodwell. We'll be right back. start to ask the question, it unfolds the fabric of space itself, how it's made, what is it made of? We're not alone in this universe. We never have been. Alien intelligences have cohabited with us on this planet for millions of years. We inherited the obsession from the Anunnaki. Anyone that still thinks that we're the ones that are obsessed with gold does not know enough about the true history of our species, how we came to be here, and the conditions that brought us here. We are not unique in this universe. Extraterrestrials do exist. We are, so to say, the copies of them. everyone. We are back with my special guest, Mary Rodwell of ACERN, the Australian Close Encounter Resource Network. Love the work that you're doing because you are, Mary, all over the map when it comes to this very large, still very elusive, still very mysterious, enigmatic phenomenon we call the ET UFO phenomenon. You and I talked very briefly uh, during the break about this, this juxtaposition. I want to get your comments on this. Between you look at the, the arc of the ufology community broadly. You've got those that are researchers like you and I. You've got those who are just big buffs when it comes to following the trajectory of all of these different things. But it seems to me that there's still two very distinct camps within that still relatively small community. And that has to do with the more what I'd call nuts and bolts, left brain, physical phenomena, let's figure this out camp, and that's what they're devoted to. And then you have the other side, which is fully vested in the experiential. I would dare say I'm one that's more in that camp. I'm not going to speak for you, but I know you're fully entrenched in that camp. 
But give me, give the audience uh, a taste of what you told me just now offline about how do we bring those two together, particularly on the heels of what we think we're heading toward? I think certainly the nuts and bolts side of this phenomena has been, is absolutely significant because we live in a 3D reality in the sense that people, you know, will validate something they can explore or they they can, excuse me, I've got a, uh, that they can actually look at that's tangible. You can, um, you can look at the different craft. You can look at um, the different, the, the ground traces, you can look at the Im- implants that certain people have had and, and had them removed. That has been significant, but what they've missed, and it's only recently coming into being important in many cases, is the actual experience. And the reason it's been difficult for the nuts and bolts to um, come to terms with that is because we've now discovered through the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Free Foundation and our surveys of 4,200 people, that what we understand about this experience is that 75% of it is out of body and only 25% is physical, which makes it even more um, challenging for the nuts and bolts side of ufology to take on board. And yet we can't escape that. What we can look at is the evidence from the way that I look at anything as a therapist is if something's real, it affects you profoundly. And there is no question that those that have had experiences are affected profoundly. And I will say this, this is not about believers, by the way. This is often people who have had no belief in extraterrestrials, aliens, never watched Star Trek or anything, suddenly having experiences. So when someone says, oh, well, are you a believer? That annoys me incredibly (laughs) because it's not about belief. It's about an experience that changes their lives. And the evidence, as far as I'm concerned, is the profound psychological spiritual changes where out of that 4,000, 85% had a psycho-spiritual transformation. They changed their diet, Many of them have changed their lifestyle, lost interest in materialistic values, become involved in many, you know, ecology or healing or whatever, in in, in very much spiritual changes. But not only that, will manifest unusual expressions from their contact, such as unusual artwork, writing strange scripts, downloading strange symbols, downloading information on physics, origin of the species, cosmology, all these things occur after their experiences. Now, you don't do that after a fantasy, you know, and you don't get millions across the world that are doing the same thing or having the same patterns of experience, including young children. Okay. No, you're you're absolutely right. I love what you, you say about belief. Uh, versus experience. It's something I've been rocking for a long time. Seeing is believing, but experiencing is knowing. Seek to experience and you will never have to believe again. These people aren't seeking to believe. They're basically standing behind what, they, uh, what they've experienced in a, in, with a sense of knowing. Uh, belief 
implies doubt, I think is uh, something that PMH Atwater once said. And belief implies doubt. It's, you know, uh, accepting the the theory or the idea that was imposed upon you by somebody else, whereas this is experience, which is visceral and irrefutable. I keep, you know, what's in my mind, Mary, I keep sort of dancing between this. You've got this thing coming up in days now, maybe by the time this airs, I don't know if it's going to be. Do we know, by the way, let's, let's talk for a minute. Do we have any idea when this report is supposed to be delivered? Have they given an actual date? I know it's in June. No, I, do you know? I I don't know the exact date. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's all theatre. Um, it's just they are trying uh, very hard to try and convince, you know, the public that they're being transparent and right. all they're really doing is saying what we already know. I mean, in fact, have you noticed any amazing shift in the way people are responding? No, because, you know, a lot of people are already there saying, you know, we've seen them ourselves. We've got, you know, footage of these craft. They're being seen everywhere, you know, and people with iPhones have been taking them. Sure. So are we getting this amazing reaction? We've only in the media that are playing the game and, uh, uh, you know, slowly ringing round and asking researchers like me, you know, the same old questions they asked 15, 20 years ago. And it's, oh, oh my goodness, now that the government's saying this, and we're supposed to get really excited. And I'm going, right. oh, for goodness sake, you know, this is such a small part. Of course of, it is. You know, for me, this is frustrating, but I suppose for some, it's a big deal. Um, and I, and for those naysayers, those, you know, often highly qualified naysayers that have said this is a load of rubbish well maybe now they're going to have to um eat some of their own words a little bit People and that will that will give me a, a little bit of satisfaction perhaps yeah i hear what you're saying but you know i get to tell you mary not to play devil's advocate but i will say here's some of the thoughts that have crossed my mind in terms of a the timing of this i think that anything yeah. that's happening at least from a perception perceptual basis that seems a little different right now particularly i would pay attention to if you recall in our last conversation with a group we had recently i i said that i felt that all of what's going on regardless of what may play out there's a psychological impetus that's involved here that may be fully this is more from an esoteric metaphysical perspective there's something happening here. There's an esoteric element to this, regardless of what these people think they're doing in terms of owning this narrative. What is this uh, um, partial solar eclipse happening? This just came to me. Nothing's by accident. Is it right around now? Right. This, this. Let's look at some of the other events that are going on. Let's think of symbols and significance, yeah. dates, cosmology, planetary events. We're in a retrograde. All sorts of stuff is going on right now. I don't think it's an accident. There's something else happening under, behind the Iron Curtain. Let's just play with this for a minute. What do you think? We're exploring. Oh, uh, absolutely. I, I don't think anything the government does is by accident. I think everything is planned. 
But I do, and I certainly think that behind the scenes, we have these intelligences that are really, it appears to be working overtime to push people now to share and uh, tell their stories, which is creating a momentum because we're getting more acceptance of the multidimensional, of what consciousness is. It's becoming credible now to talk about consciousness. No longer do, they, do we get the same kind of negative reaction or the, the sense that there's something crazy going on. And I do feel, and I, I know that we're in a, um, a time of great disclosure, real disclosure of who and what we are. That's the big picture. Okay. And the big picture is being, is being activated by a lot of planetary frequencies, frequencies that are being brought in by the, those that are having encounters. Um, the frequencies are being brought in by the... That what we're seeing in the solar system, the, the solar bodies, the central sun, all of these are part of this huge awareness and awakening that is happening right now. And that is really what's behind what we're seeing, I believe. This is where the juice is, my friend. This is where the juice is. See, I agree with you in terms of people that may be tethered to the anticipation of, oh, what are they going to say? Oh, please. <laughs> But this is where the juice is what we're talking about. This is really where, where we, I think we should be focusing. The timing is no accident. Unbeknownst, perhaps, to those that think that they're planning this, there's something else going on. There's something else going on. Let me, let me uh, tag that with this. I don't know about you, but people that I've been serving, not even serving, but conversations I've been getting with, let's say, lay people, people that wouldn't normally be excuse me, uh, engaged in this sort of conversation. I've had several people in a short period of time come up to me and say, Alexis, I want to be taken. I want to be abducted. We're talking, I won't mention the person's name, but somebody that came here to fix my cabinet door. Another person that I know, a friend of a friend, Alexis, I don't know why, but I just want to look into this. I really, you know, I'd like to be taken. Something's happening with people and their consciousness. Thoughts on that? Have you been getting that in any way? There has been a, a new acceptance for sure. And that's why I think I'm inundated with individuals that saying, I haven't spoken about this most of my life. I'm getting 60, 70 and 80 year olds writing to me and saying, I've never spoken about this all my life. But now I feel I've just got to start looking at it and, and owning it and sharing it and what have you. And that's interesting because that's all around my generation. And I'm saying, but why, you know, almost questioning why now? And I believe why now? Because there is something happening to consciousness, human consciousness right now, that is encouraging that openness, that disclosure, that truth. And that is what's exciting. So um, I think there's, there's so many layers, but I think it's really exciting for us as a species. I agree with you. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks, I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm, listen, this isn't network television. This is just my podcast. It is hot as heck 
<clears throat> I'm losing my voice and uh, I had to turn the air conditioning on. I'm going to turn it off now because I don't want you guys to be drowned out by this sound, but it's really hot. I had muted myself. Okay. I turned it off. We'll back, we're back to discussion. <laughs> um, I love what you're saying. People of all ages, all walks of life, there is an uh, inevitable shift that's happening. We've been talking about it for years, those of us in this community. Now we're, we've got to put our money uh, where our mouth is or was. It's happening now. What are the new children? I, I keep saying the children, the new human, but the children who particularly are so many that you've worked with. God bless you for all the work you've done with them. And their lucid transparency about what they see and what they feel. Are you getting, are you uh, getting any sense from them? Have you talked to some of them recently as to all that's going on right now, particularly relative to what we're talking about? Um, yes, I will actually, I will need to read this because I asked only a few weeks ago um, of a family I know that are all having encounters and the daughter who's 12 her mother asked her what she had been understanding from her connection to her beings. And I'm going to read a, a little bit of it, not very much. Just okay. um, her name's Amy. And so the mother said, so what's happening on the earth at the moment? And Amy says that her guide, if you like, everyone is moving dimensions. The higher self of each person individually is working hard to bring into alignment the new dimensions upon earth. Every higher self on the planet is trying to do this, even if the person is totally unaware. <clears throat> there are beings of a lower vibration on the planet that are not necessarily from earth. They feed on low negative vibrational energy. The higher self of each person is moving or trying to move their energy higher. And this will mean there's less for them to feed off. Therefore, certain beings are creating many negative emotional situations on earth to keep humans from changing dimensions. She said, the higher the energy vibration, the less emotional we become. We will be more neutral in happiness and harmony with the planet and each other and our lives. So there's a kind of energy battle going on with each person's higher self and the darker energy beings. She said, and there is no good or bad, no judgment involved or hierarchy. We're all equal, even the darker energies. We're just experiencing different lives. Everyone will evolve to the higher dimensions eventually. No one will be left behind. It will just vary in timings. This is moving dimensions. is happening throughout the galaxy on many other planets too. There, um, so this is, this is really the planets are already in a higher vibrational one. So the lower energy beings are not there as there's nothing to feed off. The shift will happen and lift us all to a new kind of caring, less emotional, reality but the timings vary now the last thing she said about herself her purpose here is to help people connect with earth to ground people and help them connect with their higher selves she's been told she has many powers that she will gain over time using channeling magic and alchemy she said she comes from a different galaxy many galaxies away she also warned that there are famous and very popular people leading the spiritual world with many followers who are loving the attention are not working for our best interests anymore. They are lowering our vibrations with their rhetoric and negative tales. And I'm going to add this one specifically for you now, because um, I think this is 
this is really important, um, Alexis, because we've talked about this and I'm going to throw this into the mix. She said the vaccines are not good, but not everyone who's had one will be affected, although many will. I thought I'd add that one. It's a bit controversial, but there you go. It is what it is, and the platform we are on will do what it needs to do, but honesty yeah. prevails. Thank you for that. I think of you often <clears throat> as we're going through these tumultuous, gargantuan times because of all of the young, wise ones that you have worked with over the years so courageously and those that have come to you and revealed so much about themselves to you. You obviously have the heart and soul that attracts, uh, that makes them want to, to speak with you. So I think of you often, we don't get to talk as much as we like to, but I, I'm always thinking, I wonder what they're saying to Mary. I wonder what they're telling Mary about right now, what we're going through. Well, here, here was one, uh, Thank you for that. Yeah. It's going to be intense. I think, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to relent anytime soon. And what's going on with this so-called uh, report and what we're just going to broadly call disclosure is just one spoke in the wheel of a, a, a multitude of events that are going to unfold. But it will be, it'll be powerful. That's for sure. So... Anything else you'd like to add? Well, actually, before you answer that question, let me throw this out there, guys, because we're going to wind down. We're, of course, going to go to the Patreon after show, continue this conversation a little bit longer. But before we do that, I just want to remind you, please, 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 if you like what you heard uh, from Mary today, you definitely are going to want to check out, definitely going to want to attend the first annual virtual contact in the desert conference of, of which yours truly is a part of and Mary as well. Let me uh, uh, let you know what she's going to be uh, discussing. We, we brought up one of them. Uh, she's going to be presenting a lecture entitled Multidimensional Contact, the New Human and Hybrids, a workshop demystifying hypnosis and abduction cases, empowering demonstrations and what we can learn from them and an intensive dormant DNA and its significance, exploring the mystery of script, symbols, art, and music. We touched on that today, derived from contact with ETs and other non-human intelligence. Plus, she'll be joining this busy woman, several panels during the conference, including one hosted by yours truly, entitled UFOs, Spirituality, Evolution of Consciousness, and the New Human. That's a panel. Oof. Do you have time to do anything else? <laughs> They've got you really, really entrenched, which is a good thing because I know people can't get enough of you. I love it. What else are you working on, Mary? What's, what else is going on outside of contacting okay. the desert for now? I'm working on those that understand themselves as hybrids. Um, and it's a different, it's kind of a um, one where they understand themselves more connected to various star systems, but also time traveling. And to give somebody, uh, to give you a bit of an intrigue, only again, a few weeks ago, um, when he was seven, this little boy said, he is a time traveler from the future. His real form is not the body he inhabits now. He's genderless in that form. He says his alien form is really us from the future. They are us, we are them. 
And he went on to describe how he had no nails and four fingers. So um, he's not the only one now. Um, I spoke to someone just yesterday who basically says that she comes from a species in a different timeline to this one. And she's come back to this timeline in human form um, for um, her work. So she's talking about literally moving timelines and she's finding it very difficult because she had quite a bit of authority in that other species in that timeline. And now she's not the same here. It's um, it's a different ball game for her and she's a little bit finding it a lot more difficult. So what we're getting here is an enormous amount of complexity in how individuals are now understanding their, their soul journey or their consciousness journey, um, including things like walk-ins or soul sharing as well. So we're getting this real, co really complex understanding of what is soul and what are we and how do we operate as multidimensional beings. Walk-ins is something that we have not talked too much about. We may maybe can take that over to the after show. That's intriguing to me. Walk-ins. Give a quick definition as to, for those that may not understand or know how that term is being used. And I have a feeling we need to take this over to the after show. When you say walk-ins, in what context are we talking about, Mary? Well, there's two that I understand to keep it really clear. I know there's other complexity, but what it really means is when someone is born with a particular soul consciousness, sometimes they will have an agreement with another soul consciousness that they will vacate at a certain time in that life. It might be through having a near-death experience or whatever, and the other another soul literally will come in and inhabit that body. They will have the memories, but no usually they don't have the emotional attachment to it because it wasn't them that experienced it. But there is a soul agreement for this soul swap, as some call it as well. But others feel that their walk-in soul is the fact that what they've done is they will come in with an aspect or a certain amount of their soul essence, but because of the challenges that they face, may call on more of that um, soul essence, if you like, so that they are able to deal with whatever challenges it is. And it will feel in a similar way, like something new has come in, but it's mm -hmm. actually the same soul, but the soul with more of its essence um, as it's coming in so that it can deal with the challenges. But I know there are other complexities to that, but this seems to be a lot more common than people realize, even if though the people themselves don't talk about it. It's fascinating. That's a fascinating phenomenon. And I'm thinking of somebody who, I'm not going to say their name on the air, who believes themselves to be one of those individuals that had that vacated and had a walk-in come in for a period of time. There are a lot of questions as to the significance in terms of soul lessons yeah. uh, as to why some individuals may be chosen to, to vacate for a period of time and others come in. Anyway, if you're into that conversation, I think we're going to take that. We'll talk about a couple other things, but we're going to take that over to the after show journeyers. So I'm going to wind down with Mary Rodwell. I love you. You know how I feel about you. And it's even though we're miles and miles apart and one day soon, I hope we get to uh, see each other again and embrace, even though we're miles and miles apart. I love seeing your beautiful face, even virtually. So thank you. Thanks for everything you do, Mary. All right, journeyers, we will uh, see you over on Patreon.
And if not, we'll see you next week. Or actually, I'm sorry, we're taking a week off. We will be back the week after with yet another Contact in the Desert featured speaker, Brad Olson. So uh, we'll be back. We'll talk to you soon. Take care and love you. Bye.